0: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk on the CKCC Radio Podcasting Channel. My name is Chris, and his name is Dan.
1: Oh, you know what? I had forgotten my name. Thank you very much. Well, I I'm glad to have been of assistance. I just referred to myself as me or self. So I <laughs> said to myself, self. After what?
0: 370 episodes of this show. This is the 370th episode. We're going to do our 36th VIP patron-exclusive episode, and we've also recorded 15 specials, as well as the fact that we've done an entire other podcast together. And now I realize you didn't know your name mm. unless I actually pointed it out. These are these are the things you learn. We've been doing this for seven years, and... I finally just learned Dan didn't know his name.
1: I forget it every week, and then you remind me. I'm like, well, he must be talking to me. I'm the only one here.
0: Would you say that this is how I remind you of who you really are? Yep. Because I like you. I won't. I won't do that. So sorry. (laughs) Did you never make it as a wise man, and you couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing, and tired of living like a blind man. Something like that. Yeah. They're not that bad. Everybody get over it. They're really not that bad. Uh, They had a wrestling connection for a long time, too,
1: because they did the, uh, the theme song to Raw. Oh, yeah. The one that talks about not watching Raw because you're <laughs> going out. With your friends and doing stuff on Monday. We're gonna burn it to the ground. Because we're going out tonight. If stuff we're not, we're gonna watch Raw. Stay, stay inside, watch Raw. But are <laughs> we, though? But are we? Yeah.
0: So, yeah, this is actually a wrestling podcast, believe it or not.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about the, the old Raw intro. That was, like, the theme for way too long. But it's also, like, one of the
0: best Nickelback songs, too. It's actually, like, a really good Nickelback song, so I I will give that one to them. But, yes, uh, we're on CKCC Radio. Lots of stuff for you to check out. You can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast. There's lots of shows to listen to. Uh, My new podcast, The Nerd Table, which airs every Monday at 7 a.m. So you can start off your week with myself and Eric. We have four episodes out now. We'll be recording our fifth one over the coming weekend. So you'll have even more loveliness to listen to. And, of course, it was the first Monday of the month. So there was a new Motivational news with Adrian Cotton that you guys got to listen to. Hope you enjoyed that. I made a boo-boo on that one, by the way. I uh, scheduled it for 6 p.m. instead of a.m. And I realized that after the fact. And I was like, whoopsie. So I just went and threw it up when it was... Uh, I mean, it was Labor Day, so I wasn't working. And I was just like, oh... I realized, I was like, why didn't that go up yet? And then I see it was scheduled for the other six. And I was like, whoopsie. So I made a boo Whoa, 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 whoa. Six o'clock happens twice a day? <laughs> there was a time when I was getting up for work at 5.15 in the morning. And that was actually a very miserable time of life, my life. That I was... had to be
1: up that early to go to school for all of middle school and high school. I would be up probably before that. I was lucky enough to live on the
0: same side of town that the schools were on. So I didn't have that much of an issue. In fact, in high school, it was actually even better because I was able to get to school relatively quickly. It was like a seven-minute drive. Yeah. And I usually beat the school bus anyway because I was one of those guys where I had to get there early because I had to park well. And I think that became the thing, right? Like, I always, I always had to get to work early because I, I always wanted to make sure I had a parking space. I wanted to make sure I wasn't rushing. I wanted to have time to get breakfast if I wanted breakfast. You know, like, it was one of those things. And I think that's why I've always ended up having a reputation of either being prompt or early. Which, of course, is not the the, bad, the worst thing in the world.
1: You know, my family is the half-hour early to everything type. At least my immediate family is. The, we've got we've got extended family members where you tell them an hour earlier. Because <laughs> you, you
0: have to, right? Because otherwise they won't be. Yeah, we've I've got people like that in my life too. You're but, gonna tell them it's at seven when it's at eight. <laughs> the uh, the O'Meally family has a reputation of being late, but me, my parents, and my sister all have the early reputation. We're always the first ones to every family function. We are always the first ones. And now it's almost like embarrassing that I always get there the earliest because I have the longest drive. Because they're all in North Jersey and I'm in Southeast Pennsylvania. So it's like really embarrassing that I'm always there first. And then, of course, everybody's like, oh, you're leaving? I'm like, yeah, because I got to drive. (laughs) <laughs> Maybe if you guys had gotten here on time, we would have had more time together. But, you know, whatevs. Uh, you can also check out Real Paranormal Talk and Ranking Tracks with Mr. Jeff Trellowitz. Two podcasts by Mr. Jeff.
1: Uh, the newest... This week was a spooky week, wasn't it?
0: His last episode was... I can actually tell you right now by going Our next into, week this week,
1: because this week was the Weezer cover album covers album.
0: He reviewed. Uh, I actually didn't have a chance to listen to the newest real paranormal talk, but it was a review of the ghost hunters episode from February 19th because they went to the St. Augustine lighthouse, which is where he's also been as well.
1: Uh,
0: Jay bunny's music hub just dropped another backlog episode, episode 20, Andrew Cushing from Adelita's way. Which is, uh, they had a wrestling influence too. Yeah, that's
1: the only reason why I heard of that name before.
0: Yeah, they did um,
1: did a theme for a pay-per-view, I think, or two.
0: They did a pay-per-view theme, but then I think they were also a theme for one of those shows like Superstars or something. I think. It was like, I'm feeling invincible tonight. Something like that, right? That's song for Superstars,
1: for the relaunch of Superstars.
0: And it was also a pay-per-view theme, right? So they just kinda they just kinda ripped it. I wouldn't be surprised, but yeah, um the latest race nerd podcast dropped, The Labor Day Tradition, aka Darlington. So that's uh that's something fun to watch or to listen to, of course. Ah, uh, Darlington. Darlington I remember I had a NASCAR video game in Darlington. It was one of my favorite tracks to drive because it was an easy it was one of the easier tracks. That and the Atlanta track were always fun. And I hated doing Talladega because I always lost that race every time. I was just like, I don't want to do this. This sucks. I always lost the damn Talladega race. It was like an old PC game too, like super old PC game. But yeah. Uh, so that's all the fun stuff you can listen to. Uh, we have board to Death Binge Cast doing My Hero Academia. And Eric, from my co-host from Nerd Table, is now a fan of that show because he has also watched My Hero Academia. I never have, so I can't really follow along with that one.
1: So Elias Way also did part of the Legacy theme song, apparently. Because it says featuring at way so i'm guessing they probably sang it but like jim johnson probably wrote it or something like that probably yeah that would be my guess yeah it's it's a new day it's a new generation it's a new day
0: yes it is you like that line so much that they uh, they used used it 10 years before yes (laughs) (laughs) exactly all right um, let's go ahead and we'll move on here to the, uh, the actual wrestling portion of the show.
1: I guess we can discuss and by, that now. I mean, I guess, I mean, it is wrestling related because it's trivia time, bro. Yeah. So what was last week's trivia question, Dan? This soccer player turned actor once was a special guest enforcer at a WWE UK only pay-per-view. Hmm. And who I didn't was... know he was a soccer player for a while, and then all of a sudden he was like, oh yeah, he was a famous soccer player. <laughs> and then he became uh, an actor. And who was it, Dan? It would be Vinny Jones. Vinny
0: Jones. Yeah, and it was that other pay-per-view, right? The, uh... Yes, it was uh, Capital Carnage. Cap- yeah, that's right. Capital Carnage. Which they did that like once? Like two or like, tour, like Most like, of them were
1: called insurrection over there,
0: yeah. But, but then they did they like, a couple
1: ones that didn't, that weren't called insurrection, and this was capital carnage. Capital the carnage. They carnage. also did like no. They were they stopped doing no mercy here, but they started doing no mercy there instead. That is the UK only pay review or whatever? Oh, bad blood was a UK only one for a bit. That's right. Um, it was. It was. It was bad weird what they, what they chose to like just be there
0: and then. They would just be like, oh, we like that name, so we're going to Americanize it. Bad blood's a great name. Especially it's when we spell it
1: with two e's because we're extreme.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, oh, yeah, when, like, the Dudleys and the Hardys, they had the Z at the end, because that was, like, the cool thing. Gotta have that Z, bruh. Dudley boys. Dudley boys. Dem boys. Now, that's the Briscoes. Those are the Briscoe brothers. Okay, so this is a—I won't get too off-topic here, but I was actually thinking about the Briscoe Brothers the other day because I was coming up— I was uh, having a discussion again about how I've completely soured on Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, and now I I can't—I absolutely just cannot stand them. And I'm not going to get into it, guys, because everybody's heard me say that. But I I was starting to think of, like, has there ever been a wrestler I was really sour on— But ended up completely coming around and now I fucking love them. And I was like, Briscoe Brothers. Because I remember the first time I saw them was actually at a Ring of Honor show. I never really knew anything about them. And I was like, these guys are just fucking hardcore hobos. They fucking suck. And I was like angry that they were popular and people liked them. And now, I fucking love Mark and Jay Briscoe. I think they are fucking phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal phenomenal and i love watching their shit absolutely <laughs> love watching their shit. yeah i love watching their shit now so i mean that's just one of those things right Is like you can in fact come around on you can come around on people like you just you just start to realize that they're actually pretty fucking good and then you're just like you don't re- you don't realize why you didn't like them And there have been other people like that in the past too. I remember, I remember initially I didn't like The Rock. I I thought he was too over the top and too annoying with the catchphrases. And now, now he's one of my all time, he's probably my top 20 all time favorites. He's not a top tenner like Steve Austin, but, you know, I was sour on Shawn Michaels for a really long time because I was a Bret Hart guy. And now, I mean, I'm still not a big Shawn Michaels fan, but I respect his work. I can watch a match and actually, like, appreciate him instead of, you know, thinking he's the fucking sh- – just thinking, oh, God, this guy's the shits. I fucking hate him.
1: I missed original run Shawn Michaels. He was already out by the time I was watching it. Yeah. But you know that that reputation and everything—you're just like fuck. But then this when guy. I got back in and I was reading about this guy and then all the issues, and I was like, well, that guy was a piece of shit. Damn good worker though. <laughs> well, that's just it. Like now, I I can actually. Then he had back his in. return, which I wasn't even watching when he returned. I didn't get to watch for about almost a year until after he returned. Hey, we
0: just covered that SummerSlam. freaking great with the with the the big return match yeah this is actually an interesting conversation we'll we'll let me i'm gonna write this down let's circle back to this and we'll make we don't really have like a main event segment but why don't we circle back to it and uh, wrestlers who i'm gonna write it down wrestlers who you now love or hate That's kind of and also because of that
1: timing i missed out on shitty rock yeah let's move the rock so yeah
0: shitty rock yeah but let's do let's do the trivia question. Get through the
1: news first. Andre okay. the Giant, remember him? Duh. M- Memo the Giant. Under even the Giant I, is a bossy, Seven dude, foot three.
0: <laughs> even if I wasn't a wrestling fan, I fucking love Princess Bride. So of course I know who Andre the Giant is. Well, he did more acting than
1: just Princess Bride. In he fact, Andre sure the Giant was on a famous episode of The Six Million Dollar Man. Who he play? I don't think I knew this. He was not under. It. It's a very know. famous episode, actually. It's one of the ones people talk about when they talk about six million dollar man. Oh yeah? Now did he actually play a famous
0: person? Or are you just looking for like the character name? Character name? Okay. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Andre the Giant, or as my coworker, okay, so my I have that I have a weird coworker. He's a weird old man. I've talked about him on the show in the past. He's a nice guy, but he's really fucking out there. And I remember he was talking about some old guy that used to work in the warehouse that was really tall. And he just goes, "Yeah, he was a big guy. He was kind of like Andrew the Giant." And uh, we all just started. Andrew laughing. Everett the Giant. <laughs> we all just start laughing. Like, what? Andrew the Giant?
1: I can be something like Andor, because that's like the uh, Streets of Rage and Final Fight or whatever. They had like a giant guy that looked like Andre, but his name on the screen was Andor. A-N-D-O-R-E. Oh my god. Andor, yeah. Andrew the Giant.
0: Y'all remember Andrew the Giant, right? I do. (laughs) I remember yeah, yeah. So that was that was a thing that happened, and we all had a nice big laugh about that. Try. Sometimes I try to be nice about this guy, but uh, he had he had. Three. Oh, that shit's funny, dude. I know, but he had three strokes over the summer, and he's actually back at work and doing okay. So i um, Yeah, he had three fucking strokes. Three ridiculous. I know in a row uh they all happened on the same day yeah he he crashed his car he had his first he had his first stroke while he was driving blacked out, crashed his car, totaled it uh and then had two more while he was he, i think he had one en route to the hospital and then another one in the hospital and we were we were convinced he was that he was done at that point that he was gonna be forced into retirement, but he actually came back only like two months later he was actually back. And I was, I even told him, I said, all kidding aside, dude, because we joke around a lot. I was like, I'm really happy to see you. Like, I'm really, really, I was really happy to see him. Because that's, that's not, that's, that's a tough situation. But, so, all right. No more, no more serious talk now. All right. So, we had the All Elite Wrestling Pay-Per-View All Out 2020. And I have heard lots of reviews from this. I didn't actually get to see it. So I'm not going to provide you with, like, a bunch of opinions on it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to reflect on stuff that happened and the general populace's reaction to things. Right off the bat, uh, the, apparently the Big Swole-Brit Baker match was one of the worst women's matches in recorded history. And I've heard that from multiple sources. And the sources that I'm citing are people in, like, groups and stuff like that who actually do like AEW. And, like, my Twitter feed of people I know who like AEW and were watching this. And this is all stuff that they were saying. So that didn't get a lot of praise. Um, I have heard that the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express match was not bad. So that's a positive. Um, I know that Lance Archer won the Casino Battle Royal. I heard it was a bit of a mess, and apparently Matt Seidel hardcore botched a shooting star press. He was the...
1: Yeah, uh, because, you know, the ropes are wet because they're, it's the end of summer and they're in Florida. And they're in Florida and they're outside. Like, what the fuck you thought was going to happen?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, that's a
0: thing. But, uh, good for Lance Archer. Like, and yeah, I'm now... Knows. And I'm now convinced that Billy Gunn will only wrestle... Just to compete in these casino battle royals as a yeah, as pretty a space much all dealer. he's
1: doing is doing that and putting trying
0: to get his son over. Yeah, but to their credit, they did the right thing. They had Eddie Kingston and Lance Archer, the last two two guys who they should be
1: pushing. So, there's a lot of a lot of them are really high on Kingston because now more and more are seeing the his promos and his work, and so more and more people there are getting behind him. So.
0: Oh, and Pentagon
1: has once again
0: lost the Pentagon name. He's back to Penta L0M. Yep. He has once again lost the name. So... he
1: pissed off AAA again, I guess?
0: I guess so, yeah. Um, (laughs) we'll we'll circle back to Matt Hardy, because that's the big story here. I heard that Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa was very good. I'm not surprised by that at all. Um... The eight-man tag was apparently very eight-man tagish as in it's a, it's an eight-man tag, which means it was overdone in a lot of points, which is a problem with eight-man tags in general. But I've heard good things about the work rate involved with all eight guys in it, and apparently the natural nightmares are really starting
1: to come together as a tag team. So that's a good sign. Good, it gives both of them something to do, because otherwise you wouldn't have Dustin or QT doing anything. Exactly. And QT Marshall's really good, and Dustin is,
0: like, he's having one of the best runs of his career in this company. Like, he, he looks phenomenal, and he still works phenomenally. I, I don't think I, I don't think you can give him enough credit as to just, like, how good he actually looks and is still competing at his age and at his skill level cuz I remember some of those later gold dust runs before he really got in shape. I remember he was just sluggish as hell. And I was like, that's age and weight catching up to this guy, but yet there he goes. He was just he he's he's doing great. And I I love that cuz I I'm, I'm a big Dustin Rhodes fan. So yeah, so uh the uh, FTR Won the tag titles. And what does that mean, Dan? What's What can they now claim that no one else
1: can? They have been NXT tag champs, Raw tag champs, SmackDown tag champs, and AEW tag champs. And they're such a great tag team.
0: And I, I, I think they said that Omega and Paige finally broke up. They finally had their, their breakup. Yeah.
1: Kenny's going. Kenny's going singles.
0: But which, which one... Is- where he's better, anyway? Did Paige do the heel turn, or did Kenny? I don't
1: know exactly.
0: I don't, yeah, again, we didn't see it. Um, I do know that Jericho lost to Orange Cassidy. He uh, and of course he went to the mimosas, and I figured it was going to be Jericho going in there, so that didn't surprise me. I'm sure the match. That's yeah,
1: still- a slow of the of of him going through. It's freaking glorious, but of course it spilled the mimosa everywhere. And I heard that the
0: Moxley-MJF match was very good, but I I saw this on Twitter and I saw this in Facebook groups. Apparently, Moxley was working heel and MJF was doing a bunch of babyface spots. (laughs) And a lot of people were having issues with that because it's supposed to be the other way around. But I'm a little disappointed they didn't put the belt on MJF. I really would have liked to see that. But I think in 2021 is going to be MJF's year. So let's circle back to the Matt Hardy thing. The Broken Rules match. So again, didn't Did you see the bump? I saw the bump. Didn't so see the So they're on match. a scissor
1: lift and they're fighting and, and there's tables set up but people don't, some, sometimes they don't realize that when you fall off of something, you don't fall straight down. <laughs> And this is what happened. His body was caught actually fairly well by the tails, but your big fat head. Uh,
0: It It looked ugly. ugly. That That was ugly. And he got evaluated on the spot and they determined he could continue. So they just let the match keep going. And no, nobody, including other wrestlers liked that decision no buddy so also uh the jim ross comment i want to s- focus on the wardrobe malfunction comment i forget who he said it about i think it was Allie. Anna J. oh Anna J. okay i was close it was in that match he said was that a wardrobe malfunction or is that just wishful thinking on my end and apparently a bunch of people got offended and he had to apologize but then he also told them to lighten up it's a fucking ju- if Jerry Lawler said that nobody would have cared. So I don't I don't get it anymore. Um so I've heard All Out was either good despite the Matt Hardy thing, although most reviews even despite that are still saying it really wasn't. It was not that great, especially compared to other stuff they've given. But I have also seen people online Flat out calling it one of the worst pay-per-views they've ever seen. And I don't know... Again, I haven't seen it, but I don't know if I... I obviously I've, have a small selections. <laughs> I think it's mostly just based on the Matt Hardy thing. And I do... I understand that that takes a lot of people out of the pay-per-view. I think it's the same reason why people look so down on Over the Edge. When, in fact, if you watch the show and ignore... If you actually watch like the network edit of it, which has no Owen stuff at all in it, it's actually not a bad pay-per-view. So I mean it's an attitude era pay-per-view, but it's not terrible. So I I understand where people are coming from. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say that no, it's probably what not that bad of a show, but it probably also wasn't that good. And I don't blame anybody for their feelings of it. Involving the Matt Hardy situation. On the plus side, he won the match. He doesn't have to leave AEW. Hashtag kayfabe. <laughs> so there's that. But yeah, uh, not the smartest decision making in the world. But on the positive note, Teyana has fully signed with the company. Good pickup there. And it's now Miro Day in All Elite Wrestling.
1: Yeah, he was revealed to be. Uh... Kip Sabian's best man for the wedding I think was the thing
0: yeah that was the, the gimmick yeah was Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford are getting married and that was the, the selling point was watch Dynamite I'm gonna reveal who my best man is and you know what it worked because they broke a million viewers
1: so yeah uh the, yeah grabbing him is a, is a good one of course everyone's like lol another former WWE guy again like I said every time it happens Almost everyone's worked for WWE at this point. They signed fucking everybody. So, yeah. You I'm just gonna... gotta pick and choose the right ones, and Miroslav Brazhnev is one of the right ones.
0: Oh, God. Did you hear the uh, the thing where he was saying, like, where he fucking said he wants Dave Meltzer to die? Yeah. <laughs> I, I listened to that audio clip where he's like, this Dave Meltzer, fuck this shithead. Like... He needs to just fucking drop drop dead already. I'm like, all right, that's taking it a little too far. Like, I know know Dave is uh, a little weird these days because apparently he's on the spectrum and he's just, uh, because he's friends with all the All Elite Wrestling guys, so he only ever praises them and puts them over in the highest way possible, which irritates a lot of people. But like, okay, you can't just wish the guy to die. Like, that's... Yeah, but now he's going to really like
1: your matches. (laughs) Yeah, he might. That might actually actually win him over. Everyone's like, LOL, when is Lana coming? Uh, Well, that... Ever if Vince McMahon had his druthers. Well,
0: that also depends on her her energy drink deal that apparently had something to do with this. Which she denies. (laughs) She came out in denial of now. Well... I don't blame her for denying so
1: that. Word is that her doing a bang energy drink commercial was what was the last straw by Vince McMahon. Which, you know what? Doing a full-on commercial, I, I understand. I understand. So, but like I, doing a Twitch stream, which by the way, um, Paige has changed the name of her Twitch stream to her real name. So it says like Official Soraya. And uh, who else has done it? Uh, Mia Yim changed hers. Did Zelina Vega change hers? Well, the thing is, Zelina Vega is is just called A to Z Gaming, I think. Ah, so she doesn't have to change shit. Well, now it doesn't stand for our first initial gimmick names. It's just that we do all the gaming from A to Z. That that would be the way to do it, yeah. A to Z. Mm, But his name is Alistair. Your name is Zelina in WWE. Hmm. So they have some plausible deniability on their name. But, yeah. They can try, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess...
0: I guess that's what it all boils down to, right? I mean, everybody thinks that Renee Paquette is gonna jump to AEW.
1: Well, word, word is she said this last week that there has been no talks.
0: But she could also do whatever she wants. The word
1: is, since, since Mox left, her time there has been fucking awful. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind... I I wouldn't it past her just taking some time off just being like forget this shit I'm going to sit at home and maybe they'll actually spend some time together because he works once a week and she was working all the time
0: yeah there you go and sometimes he doesn't even work
1: Uh, some of the dynamites
0: he just does he just does vignettes which he doesn't have to necessarily be there to record he could probably just send that shit in so he might be there more often never know so yeah, that was uh, that's basically all of our AEW news for this week. Not too much in the way of WWE news. We have some releases to discuss. Of course, the the first big one was the authors of pain had been officially released from their contract. I don't know if that was a mutual thing or a cost cutting thing or what that was, but. But uh, that kind, I kind, that kind of stinks because I was kind of getting. I like the idea of them being the muscle for for Seth's group because I, I do think that a couple more stables would be beneficial to some of the guys to get exposure because I thought that really helped Buddy Murphy and I thought that was a great way to bring them back, push Seth Rollins and everything. And now it's just Seth and Buddy, which is fine. But you know, I I think that they had a dynamic there, so whatever. <laughs> they'll be they'll be fine. They'll probably end up in AEW, and they'll probably uh, maybe they'll do some New Japan tours. They could be,
1: yeah, maybe they'll go to Japan because I think they'll,
0: they will they may be over with a take on gorillas of destiny or something like because they're big and not Japanese.
1: Yeah, and the Japanese love that shit.
0: A um, couple more agents trainers getting released. Uh, Gerald Briscoe announced on Twitter that Vince McMahon said he was no services were no longer needed. That was a that was a shocking one. Uh, Sarah Stock was part of the cuts, although to be perfectly honest, I thought she was already cut. I thought she was part of the first bloodletting from the pandemic. So I was more surprised to hear that she was released because I thought she was already gone from the company. Maybe
1: she was one of the furloughed and they just decided to...
0: Oh maybe maybe I I think you're right. Yeah, I think she was just furloughed. She, she
1: she does uh like she's like the number 2 with uh her and Sarah Amato Amato Sarah, Sarah Tomato Yeah. And Sarah Doc, or like head women trainers at the performance center. Sarah Tomato. Sarah Tomato. Sarah Tomato, sorry. Will you say Tomato and I
0: say Delray. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Uh, And then Mike Rotunda was also among the released, and I think he was just working in an agent capacity, right? Yeah, pretty sure. Maybe agent and ambassador stuff, so. Yeah, that's always kind of sad, but sometimes necessary. However, on NXT this week, we got Finn Balor versus Adam Cole, the the rubber match, and Finn is once again NXT champion, and Adam Cole tweeted out that uh, you were the better man, but I'm coming for you, baby.
1: So it's five years
0: after his first reign. That's crazy, yeah. But I mean, Finn came to WWE, and he's—I think they—they they said he's pretty much made it clear that like he came to WWE to make money. Like, I was—I I remember I saw—I saw somebody mention that in a shoot interview. They were talking about Finn Balor. They're like, "Yeah, he did his art." I, I like this line cause I always thought it was really clever. He did his art already. Like that was, you know, all his tours and everything in Japan He goes, now he's here to do his money work. So as long as he's happy where he is and doing what he's doing, I also heard that he was, he a pair- his
1: wife, well.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I also heard he was pulling in six figures in NXT before he got called up because of his merch sales. Like that's crazy. And if you can move merch in WWE, you can wrestle on whatever show you want. (laughs) You can be a job guy if you're moving merch. I mean, Zack Ryder made bank off his merch. And obviously we see how much they pushed him. But Matt Cardona looks awesome in AEW, by the way. So, and uh, that's another thing. I I was going to mention this earlier. I got to take a stand about this. People are always saying that like, oh, AEW said they weren't just going to hire a bunch of XWW WWE guys. And now they are. And so we're going to rip on them for that. Just like we do with impact. And I'm like, you know what? I understand that too, because they really should focus on homegrown talent and building new stars. And I agree with that, but here's the, but when these guys leave one company, where do you want them to go? Where do you as a fan want them to go? Because apparently they're not allowed to go to the other company. Did w- Were people this pissy in the during the Monday Night Wars when people were constantly jumping ship? No, I fucking loved it. I was like,
1: oh, wait, I heard he was done. Like, oh, I'm going to make sure I definitely watch Nitro tonight. So I don't get it. What's the problem? I don't oh, get it. No, I, I mean, I've been talking about it for weeks, too. I even talked about earlier this show.
0: Yeah, I don't it's about getting the
1: right, the right people. And like I said, Miro is one of the right people.
0: I like in uh, in the group, I was like, oh, so when he said he was going to retire, he lied, SA. And then Adrian Cotton was the one who responded and was like, well, yeah, he said he was going to retire. He, he, what he meant was he was retiring Rusev. I was like, ah, oh, that's how we're going to play this. Okay.
1: That's how we're going to play. He's going to retire this. someday. Yeah. I don't know. Or he says he's going to retire and they're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait till you hear what we have to say to you.
0: <laughs> wait till you hear. Yeah. Tis what it is. Alrighty. I should cover all that stuff here. Uh, let's go ahead and cover this other news real quick before Dan jumps into New Japan. So, Marty Jannetty is now claiming his murder thing was part of a storyline. What? <laughs> what storyline in what company?
1: With what wrestler? We should say, we actually, we're going to be discussing a Marty Jannetty match on the VIP show. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh...
0: Just, uh, just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't freaking know anymore. Like, it's just so freaking weird. This guy's just, yeah. And then, uh, some sad news, of course. We had the, uh, we had a couple of passings in the world of wrestling, and it happened in threes, which is the thing, right? Uh, Puppet, the psycho dwarf, passed away. Ralphus, the old. Chris Jericho Lackey, the truck driver that Jericho just put on TV. He apparently passed away. I did not hear about that. And, uh, the TNA voiceover guy named Barry Scott passed away. And I remember always hearing that name, Barry Scott, when I'd watch TNA stuff. So, apparently he was pretty revered. That is, that's sad. Like, even if you don't really know who these guys were,
1: that's always sad. famous one where he was like, uh, uh... Rhino is here. More are coming to TNA. Yeah. Vince fears Jeff
0: Jarrett. Does he, though? <laughs> yeah, so it's still it's still sad. All right, Dan.
1: Go to New Jap Dan News. All right, so we'll start off with the junior tag. They uh, had a uh, four-team round robin to, qu- to do the new champions because last week we talked about that Yo has his ACL injury still so they dropped they let go of the belts so they did this four team thing. And the winners and new tag team champions are Yoshinobu Kanamaru and El Desperado. So they are the junior tag champs now. And G1 climax fully announced It starts next Saturday morning. So hmm. We got a week. Okay. A block, Kodebushi, he won last year. It's his fourth consecutive G1. Jeff Kub. this is his second consecutive one. Okada, ninth in a row, winner in, o- in 2012 and 2014. Tomohiro Ishii, eight in a row. Currently, they never six-man champion. Will Ospreay, second in a row. Shingo, Ospreay, Shingo, two in a row. Minoru Suzuki is first in two years. He's currently the Never Champ. Are there any first-timers in this? Find out. They have the list. They're telling me. It's actually giving me all this information. Hmm. Tai Chi, second in a row. Currently a tag team champion. Jay White's coming back, baby. Third J-Y-T. in a row. Yujiro Takahashi getting dusted off after five years not in. Damn, five years. Tanahashi, 19 in a row. Winner in 07, 15, and 18. This is B-block now we're on Tanahashi. Mm -hmm. Juice Robinson, fourth in a row. Haruki Goto, 13 in a row. 13 in a row. Has he won any of them? Never six man champion currently and the winner in 2008 of the G1. Okay. It's been a while, but he has at least won one. Toro Yano in his 14th in a row out of 15 total. He is currently in the KOPW. Yoshihashi in his first in two years. He's currently a six man champ. Tetsuya Naito is 11th in a row current Intercontinental and Heavyweight Champion, winner in 2013 and 2017. Sonata, in his fifth in a row. Zack Sabre Jr., fourth in a row, a current Tag Team Champion. Kenta, his second in a row. Kenta. currently has a U.S. title shot. And then for the fifth time in a row, Evil... So they got a few guys back from US. But because of things, they have a couple guys that haven't been around in a while and they haven't been around in a while for a reason. It's fucking Yoshihashi and Yujiro we're talking about. Here. <laughs> but otherwise it would have been these guys, except for maybe those two. Somebody else would have came in. They would have gotten somebody should still be fucking really good. So we're starting the 19th. It's going for like a full month. So get excited, children. Get excited. G1 time. Remember, it was pushed back because of the Olympics. And then the Olympics didn't happen because of COVID. (laughs) Yeah. And then this kind of got pushed back because of the COVID and the Olympics. And now we're having it now. So... Get excited for what you usually get in the summer. We're now getting at the very ass end of summer into a month into fall, well, because summer ends like on the 21st, so it's literally like two shows into the G1 will be the end of summer. So. Get Excited. It's G1 time.
0: All righty. <clears throat> and of course, you mentioned the new tag champs. Yep. Ken Amaru and Desperado Jr. So we've covered all the news. So I want to give a shout out to our wonderful patrons, Glenn, Jeff, Jay, and Adrian. And of course, for those of you guys out there for 5 buckaroos a month, you get a bonus wrestle talk each and every week. This week on the VIP show, we're going to review the highest rated Nitro in the history of the company. It did a 6.0. August 31st, 1998. The highest rated Nitro of all time. Of course, we're going to continue to do our music video watch-alongs as well. But now I want to quickly circle back, come back to our uh, main topic here. Wrestlers who you now love or hate that you've officially... Turned around on on some point. And I've had a couple. A couple more that I thought of. Triple H is a good one. Uh, I actually went three directions with Triple H. When when I first started watching, he was a badass. And my buddies that I was watching with at the time, because when I got back in the Attitude Era, you kind of go along with your friends that are watching. They kind of steer your direction. And I was all about Triple H because he was the badass guy, and I liked it. And then along comes the uh, the title reign from hell for those, uh, that two thousand three two thousand four horror run as World Heavyweight Champion, and I just started fucking hating the guy because that's when I got that's when I became the smartest I'd ever been to the business at that point were like the early 2000s. Like I knew stuff obviously and I'd follow news, but then I started really learning the inner workings because I started (laughs) knowing people and, you know, that's when you start realizing what an asshole this guy is. And then I was just, I hated him, hated the new DX run. Uh, God, just so freaking awful. I hated everything he was doing. I hated seeing him (laughs) beat anybody. And then NXT happened. You know, he, he got the position of power, he made NXT, started becoming successful, and fuck, I was like, dude, Triple H is a fucking man. And that's just how crazy quickly I actually came around on this guy. So, there you go. Old I had Triple a similar, but,
1: sl- but slightly different with Triple H, because, see, I came in, it was D- it was DX time, he had taken take it over from Sean. Right, and DX and was-, was... like, Oh, and this guy's like European champ. An Intercontinental Champ, and I watched him get hurt twice and vacate both titles. So I was like, this guy just gets hurt a lot, and so... (laughs) And he's never done this. And then all of a sudden, he was World Champ, and I was like, that doesn't feel right. And then he started having the matches with Foley. And just like when The Rock technically got the belt a little too soon, and then he had the matches with Foley, and everyone was like, okay, yeah, he's good. He's good to be World Champ. And that's what happened with me, and (laughs) was like, nope. Doesn't, doesn't feel right. He's not world champion. And then have a few paper reviews with Foley. And get change. And then when I got back, he was doing that. He was in the run. It was actually, it was like the end of that run. Because when I came back, he had dropped the belt to Batista. Hmm. But it was still like, you know, he's married to Stephanie and everything. Yeah, that and it was like and then just seeing stuff and then being like, Oh, you know why that guy's a world champion? He's working he works out was with- that didn't cur- that didn't curb any favors, admittedly. Or- oh so yeah. did you know that uh Seamus? Seamus is one too, I hated him for a very long time. <laughs> As a matter I... of fact, I famously wrote a uh haiku about him getting fired by Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> that was when he got moved to Raw Oh, the stupid thing. They moved him to Raw, right? And the reason why they moved into Raw from ECW in storyline was he wasn't happy here, so we let him go. <laughs> um, so, so it's all... Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so yeah. And then Triple Eight... Then Sean came back, right? And they started doing... So I enjoyed that stuff cause stuff because Sean was really good during all the, the extra unions. So I didn't have an issue with that. Um, But then that- he wanted to beat the streak. Yeah. yeah
0: him again <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Hardy's a good one um, I was never big on the Hardy boys <clears throat> actually you know what both Hardy boys I never liked them initially because they always re- they were the scene kids and I always hated all the girls screaming for them and mm-hmm. I you know I was, a, I was an edging Christian guy and I was a Dudley's a Dudley boy fan so they were the you know they were the outcasts of that group so you didn't like them and when they broke up initially and Jeff had that really fucking awesome ladder match with Undertaker, I was like, I I gave him all the respect in the world. And then when Matt Hardy started doing the version one thing, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I thought it was freaking awesome and hysterical. And then...
1: Like, oh, yeah!
0: And then... I started learning and then their real lives caught up to them and it was just Jeff couldn't get off the drugs and his he had his TNA run and his shitty band. Paroxysm, and then Matt kinda went fucking nuts online and like you wanna feel bad. Oh I remember when of, like he
1: like posted his fucking suicide note.
0: Suicide note And yeah. and I was just I was off of them and then the broken stuff happened and I was like, Oh, this is this is fun, Matt Hardy's Got a good thing going, and then he went way too long with it, past the point of it being fun or interesting. And I was like, "Oh God, it's, it's happening again." And now, honestly,
1: I just wish the two of them well. I don't. I'm kind of indifferent to both of them at this point. I was always a Matt over Jeff Kay. Uh I was a Hardys and Dully's guy. I hated Edge and Christian because they kept fucking winning the big matches. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I just always fucking won the big match. I remember. <laughs> Titles, and I'm just like, God damn! I get the Hardys with Dillies win this fucking thing. I remember absolutely loathing
0: Christian, like at a period. And I always liked
1: Christian more than Edge.
0: Yeah, I remember just loathing him, and I remember just being like, God, I hate this guy He's such a scumbag. I mean, I was hating him because I was supposed to hate him because of the heel stuff, and then he ended up becoming one of my all-time favorites. And I was one of those guys that was like, For God's sakes, would you just put the fucking belt on him already? um john cena is a perfect example he was one of my absolute favorites during that peak of that heel run and then when he made his big baby face turn i was all about it and i remember wrestlemania 20 was when i officially turned on cena because he cut the really stupid promo against the big show and i was mad about it and then that was yeah that would have been 2004 and then I remember just being so mad at John Cena and not understanding why anybody else hated him. And then we went to the first Raw of 2005, was in Jersey, and everybody was booing in him. And I'm like, wait a minute, other people hate John Cena
1: too? I am happy! So, that was yeah, a thing. I never got to see the good John Cena. Um, I put good in, in air quotes because just because it's better. Was, it's, it's I mean, it's he good. was good.
0: He is good. He can work. He just he did the same thing that Steve Austin did, and that I Roman Ray- that Roman Reigns started doing. Hulk Hogan.
1: They minimized their shit. Watch Hogan. Watch Hogan in Japan. He can work. He can. He yeah, work. he's doing shit.
0: <laughs> he did. I mean, it's the same philosophy with The Rock. The Rock never did a bunch of big shit in his matches. He focused on the people, and he gave yeah, them what but they that wanted. was the thing. If the Rock, his shit looked good. Yeah. That's true. Hogan didn't always look the best, but... <laughs> I mean, that's just what it kind of boils down to, right? Is... But, uh... uh... I'm trying to think of some other examples here. I don't want to go too long with this. Um, Yeah, I said Christian, Cena. I mean, I, uh... Like I said, it was, it was the famous Omega Young Bucks thing. I always fucking hated the Young Bucks. I finally started to turn around on them in Japan, and then... The more I learned about them as people, the more I hated them, and the more I got mad at myself for ever liking them in the first place. And then the Omega thing was a complete turnaround from New Japan to AEW, where it, to me, again, my opinion, folks, but I don't think he's a good worker. I think he was being carried by the Japanese talents that were way better than him, carrying him to great matches. I equate that to the Opponent of a Benoit or an Angle or an Eddie Guerrero philosophy, where yeah, they had a fantastic match, but now take that opponent and put him against somebody who's not good and see if they have the same result because Benoit can make anybody look good. So, that again, my opinion, but that's what what sparked me on this. I don't know if,
1: if I can think of anybody else. Oh, um, Rusev, I, yeah, Rusev I hated was. One. Rusev. Until about the tank. When he did the tank, I was like, okay, that's badass. I that's still don't really badass, like that yeah. much. But then, yeah. yeah. Okay. He just kept shitting on him because his wife was too hot for him, apparently. And... Yeah, which is the stupidest
0: fucking reason ever. I, I got one for you. I got, I got somebody who the very first time I saw them, and I watched them, and I saw the character and everything, I'm like, man, I hate this person. I cannot stand what I am seeing here. I am not happy and now I have a poster of Sasha Banks on my fucking wall. But I didn't like her the first time I saw her in NXT. I was like, "Oh, this woman's a bitch and she's doing the mean girl thing and I'm like, "Oh, this is I am I hate this bitch and I want to see somebody oh, wreck her." And there was a period of time I didn't even like Becky Lynch. You know, it's but I think Sasha is probably the best example. There was a time they had that Mean gross
1: table with with Charlotte, Sasha, and uh, um, Summer Ray. Summer Ray, yeah, yeah. and Danielle Morneau. What what was her fucking name? <laughs> I thought like you knew her real name, but you forgot the <laughs> gimmick. <laughs> Summer Ray. but Summer Rae spent so much time on the main roster because she was with Fandango that they end up having her picture on a stick. Remember Summer Ray on a stick? I do remember summer Ray on a stick. <laughs> wasn't that uh?
0: Wasn't that actually one of the titles of one of our old episodes? Summer, yeah, it's a summer st- on a stick. Summer suit. on a stick. Yeah. And now, when I think of summer, I think of damn it, summer.
1: <laughs> God damn it, summer, you
0: bitch! I have a cat in the room with me who's crying behind me because he can't get into the curtain. He wants to get in.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, we have blackout curtains in our bedroom windows, but we have those big picture windowsills. And in this bedroom, the one curtains all the way up against the window because I use that windowsill to put the lamp on for the bedroom. And I use that as like – because that's where – we don't have the bed set up right now, but that's where the guest room bed was set up. So you could use the windowsill as your nightstand, right? Because it's right next to it. So I push the curtain in, and for some reason – even though we have another window where the curtains on the edge of the windowsill, where you can jump up on the windowsill and be between the curtain and the window and look out and everything, that's not good enough for this damn cat.
1: No, it wants all options possible. To all him.
0: options possible to him.
1: Yeah, I want this door open. I won't go out, but, <laughs> but I, I want,
0: but I need the option. Yeah, that's cats for you. All righty, you know what, Dan. I'm ready to assign some points Mm. or possibly some some consequences. consequences.
1: That might be. That might be. Chris can't even remember what game he picked this week. I don't remember.
0: Yeah, I actually forgot. It was fake quotes. Oh, that's right. I was listening to a Cornette podcast and he was talking about Russo. And I said, man. And I remember somebody was. I, I think they made a joke about like an alternate universe Cornette or something being like. Best friends with Jim with Vince Russo, and that inspired the game. So yeah, the, I think the thing was like come up with a with a quote that they totally said, but totally said in quotation marks, like, lol. Yeah, it, it, lol quotes. Yeah. So, yeah, if I totally think that they absolutely one hundred percent said the thing, wink, wink, you'll get your points based on that. Good luck, people.
1: I find the most erotic part of a woman is the boobies. Pat Patterson.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Pat Patterson totally
0: said that. You remember there was like an old episode of Raw where he like ripped his shirt off and JR even made the comment that he single fellas. Yeah. And then it was the big revolution on Legends House that he was gay. And I'm like, what?
1: I just I was... You mentioned him a million times. It was like the third thing I learned about him after. That's Pat Patterson. <laughs> First ever Intercontinental Champion. He's gay. He made the Royal Rumble. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Still it, but he still
0: books it to this day. Yeah. Yeah, he totally said that. Points.
1: Fucking Zapran again. I find the most erotic part of a woman is the boobies.
0: Kiff... oh god
1: you're killing me
0: oh god you're killing me
1: i like women like i like my wine aged and mature jerry lawler
0: (laughs) yeah when he made those grade school jokes that was just awful let's 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 pretend that never happened that's
1: points The WWE has the finest medical staff in sports entertainment. CM Punk. (laughs) Oh, yeah,
0: because we all know that Doc is the greatest professional doctor of all time. You've cut a million things out of people. Why not me? Yeah, that's points.
1: I find the most erotic part of Pat Patterson is the boobies. (laughs) Gerald Briscoe. Oh my God. Uh, That's funny, but I'm
0: not a fan of the piggyback. But it's still funny. So let's give this one half. I don't want to encourage piggybacking too much. Come up with your own damn joke. But it still made me laugh, so I, yeah, can't, I can't give it nothing. It still made me giggle.
1: I think it's entirely possible to have too much money. Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I love hearing stories
0: about Vince's house. Because apparently it's just like this estate within itself. Like, he has a live-in couple that do all like the housework and everything. And... They live in the actual house, but they're in another wing, so you never even see them unless they're actually, like, actively working. Like, that's how much space he has for this house. hmm I thought about it, and I was like, if I ever really won the lottery or something or, like, played the stock market and won millions of dollars, would I buy, like, a million-dollar house? I'm like, no, you know what? I'd buy a big, nice house with enough room to put stuff in it that I want. And I'd probably have, like, a nice pool and everything. But I don't think I would actually want to live in, like, a mansion. I feel like that would just be too tedious to, to caretake. Like, you'd have... I'd want a decent enough house that I could still
1: caretake on my own. Well, my my idea was, like, a house that looks normal on the outside. Right, but then it's, like... Does it have, like... The, well, I would have a huge underground basement. That would be a thing. But it's going to have, like, you know... Inside is another question. There'd be, like, a theater room. Right, right, exactly. Like, a video game room
0: and a board game room. Like, that's the type of stuff I'd want, too. And I'd want, like, a library. I'd
1: have tons of books. You know, things like that. Yeah, but it would still be... You know, because when your house looks crazy from the outside, that makes you a target.
0: It would be a nicer than average house, but it would never... I'd never live in a mansion. Yeah, Vincent Fan totally said that. That's points.
1: What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? The Great Kali.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's an earmark.
1: (laughs) Damn, son, where'd you find that? What is the Fossil on and Swallow? Alright. We think merch, especially t shirts, is overrated the young bucks. <laughs> Points. Yeah. I knew exactly how to run a wrestling business and never screwed over my employees. Dixie Carter. I was wondering who that was going to be. I'm like, there's a lot of people
0: that could actually be. Did Jim Hurd say that? <laughs> Did Herb Abrams say that? Did DJ Hyde say that? Good God. Yeah, Dixie.
1: Yeah, that's points. Check is in the mail. Paul Heyman. Okay, didn't he actually say that,
0: though, to people? Like... Isn't that an actual lie that he told? Like, all the time? Like, all the time? Yeah. It doesn't work if he actually said the damn thing. If it was something about, like, the check's totally gonna clear, that would be one thing, but... Paul, yeah, uh, I'm afraid I can't give this one points. I don't think this one fits the criteria of the game. You'll still be entered into the running, but... By the way, can some of you guys, like, become patrons already so we can afford to keep CKCC Radio running? And also, like, uh, I can actually buy you a prize at the end of the year if you win. Because I'm going to use that patron money for that. Don't make me use my own money, because then that might be the first and only year you actually get a prize. Safety first, Mick Foley. (laughs) Points. Never said that. That's like the thing, right? Was Mick Foley knew that the only way he was ever going to get over was by by getting noticed, and he realized because he was so impervious to pain, he just went for it, and that's why he became one Got of the a most big,
1: flat back of the ass, bro. Yeah, <laughs> he was made for bumping. God. So, like, I really want to review
0: the uh, for the patron show. I really want to review that that show with the Hell in the Cell match, the King of the Ring. But I also think you and I should do a watch along of that match. Oh for my, the god. YouTube channel. <laughs> oh my god he killed him. <laughs> uh it's yeah,
1: it's so crazy. Yeah. Paige, I'm sorry. Alberto Del Rio.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally sorry. That's points.
1: I'm scared, Pentagon.
0: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Hey, I think you're going to have to earmark that one.
1: We got ourselves an
0: earmark. Number two. I knew this was going to be... This is a lot of entries on this game. I could tell. Because you haven't even hit... Even if the next is the... Chase Owens that I like the turnout here. This was a, cause that was my thing was I
1: wanted a, I wanted a big turnout for the game. No, Vince, I don't want the belt at WrestleMania. Let Brett enjoy his moment. Hulk Hogan. Points. You know, millions of jump cuts in Wayne's World-esque, extreme zooms in and out, are just not great production decisions for a live wrestling show. Kevin Dunn. I saw where they were
0: going with that, but that was a little lengthy for this type of game. I really was hoping to keep it a little more simple. So, give them halves. Give him the havesies, Hit him with the havesies.
1: Alright, hit him with the halvesies. All right, hit We are now at the Chase Owens Countdown. Or rather, the Chase owens Yes. We'll see if he's on the G1 Tour or not. He's not in the tournament, but he's never been in the tournament before. But anyways. Anyway. Our next quote. Cocaine? I'll pass. I don't want to get addicted. Herb Abrams. <laughs> That's funny. But again... That could
0: have been a lot of people. Oh my god, yeah. So you get points, and you're lucky I've seen Dark Side of the Ring. Because otherwise I wouldn't have understood that at all. Because I didn't know shit about Herb Abrams till I saw Dark Side of the Ring. I'd barely ever even heard of the guy. Like, it was one of those vague names where you're like, I think I've heard the name Herb Abrams, like, mentioned in the past. But I, you don't know shit about him. I And I always thought that UWF was a Bill Watts thing.
1: It was, and then it was her Abrams. It was later. her day rooms,
0: yeah. So I didn't, yeah. So
1: really, didn't know that much shit about him. So getting married once is enough for me, Ric Flair. Yep.
0: totally said that. Points.
1: I mean, he might have said it Whoa. once. <laughs>
0: yeah, he may have, but he totally lied. He lied. I
1: say it's fake. Get over it, Bret Hart. Oh, God.
0: Yeah. Speaking of people who never got over it. I love Bret Hart, but that was like the epitome of the guy who took himself too seriously. Um, nowadays, I think Bret actually is kind of saying that <laughs> a little bit. But yeah, he totally never said that at his peak. So I'll let that one go. Get the, Give that one points.
1: Penultimate entry. I'd put that in my mouth Vince McMahon What? I'd put that in my
0: mouth from Vince McMahon I don't even get that one
1: Would you get it if I told you it was Alice's entry?
0: No I wouldn't actually because I it's it's just dumb it's a dumb entry Ellis, I award you
1: no points. May God have mercy on your soul.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I think that soul's long gone to hell. <laughs>
1: so, And the final entry. You can milk anything with nipples, Nathan Jones. Your God. Just because we
0: mentioned him on last week's show, of course, he's got to come up now. <laughs> oh, hello, Tyke. I do. I do appreciate the the reference. I have too. nipples, cocker. Can you milk me? That's one of my. That's, that is one that I actually think that's one of the funniest movie quotes of all time. I've got nipples, cocker. Well, can, can you milk me? I actually that line popped me. By so. the way,
1: I did not enjoy that movie. I just felt bad for him the entire fucking movie. I did too. I, I did not have a good time.
0: I, I like that movie, but yeah, I de- I actually genuinely felt bad for him. Uh yeah, go ahead and give the Nathan Jones thing points. I'm sure they were going for actual win by doing a Nathan Jones joke, but I very much appreciate the reference.
1: So. It's time to choose.
0: Yeah, uh it was Pentagon and uh Great Kali and Kali doing the thing. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Kali for the win. But go ahead yeah, and give right. give Pentagon the bonus because those were both Your winner is winners.
1: Joe Mad Dog Needle. Nice. With Very good. what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? And with just a bonus 25 is Glenn with... I'm scared. Ready go.
0: Well, Glenn's back to just being a lowly peasant anyway because he's working. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Is like he's still working, but he's no longer a big... He's no longer a podcast co-host... And is on continued hiatus until who knows when. But, all right, good game. I enjoyed that. And I want some more simple, fun game ideas from people. So if y'all come up with something, let us know. Drop it in there and let us know who are some wrestlers that you one time loved or hated and have since turned around on to this day. And maybe one day you'll turn back around on them. I don't know. Turn around. Every now and again, you're going to cheer another guy. I remember I used to really like the big show, and now I got really, really sick of him really quickly. So that's another one. Can always go back with that shiz. All right, y'all. That concludes this week's Wrestle Talk. For patrons, we'll see you at the VIP show. For the rest of you peasants, we'll see you next week. Laters. Bye.